is so much larger than life, or so I thought. Everywhere I look now reminds me of what I've lost, and nothing feels right or the same. Even Tiddlywinks, the wooden rocking horse I surprised her with at Christmas 2012, looks so sad and lonely as I'm now feeling, standing in the corner by the living room window. I never forget how absolutely thrilled Linda was when I gave her a tiny gift wrap box on Christmas morning. We were staying in a hotel in Bradford because she was appearing as the fairy godmother in the panto Cinderella with Billy Pierce, and she didn't have enough time off between performances to warrant travelling all the way home for only a few hours. Inside the box was a miniature rocking horse. Oh, Michael, isn't that beautiful? Big kiss, she gushed. Recognised the intricate model from her My Tasty Travel series for ITV the previous summer. Linda had travelled around in an old VW camper van, interviewing skilled craftsmen and women as I tagged along behind. One of them was a man in Cockington rocking horses in Torquay, and I had a quiet word with him when she wasn't around. I laughed at her shocked face when I told her that this wasn't the real Christmas present. A full-size version was on order and was be arriving at home the following spring. She loved the beautiful rocking horses. When she watched them being made, each one by hand, and said how much she'd like one for her grandchildren. Up until then, there was Michael's son, Sasha, and Stacy's boy, Cooper, and Oakley. Of course, Linda hoped that one day she might see more arrive to ride Tiddlywinks. Not to be, I'm afraid, my lover. This was Linda's nickname for me, always spoken in a mimic West Country accent like mine. All those hopes when, even then, without either of us knowing it, the cancer was already at work. It was the same Christmas that we ended up in casualty in Bradford after the second panto show on Christmas Eve. Linda had been suffering from really bad indigestion and diarrhoea and was short of breath. When we finally saw a doctor, he said it was probably nothing and prescribed omeprazole, a drug that reduces stomach acid. For a couple of weeks, she did so and it seemed to clear up. If only we'd known. As we found out later, though, it probably would have been too late even then. I was really surprised to discover, after the funeral, that it was the actual smell of Linda that I missed so much, especially on Sundays, bloody Sundays. Whether it's because Sundays used to be so great when we were together, or whether it's because... I lost her on a Sunday, and the bad memories take over. I can't say. All I know is that what was always the best day of our week immediately became my worst day. Overnight, I started to hate Sundays, absolutely hate them. The worst ever was the first Sunday after the funeral on the 9th of November 2014. I missed Linda like crazy from the minute I woke up. Still on the same side of our king-sized bed, the one nearest to the bedroom door in case burglars ever broke in, but I promised to always protect her in front of all her friends and family, a fair few of whom were dubious of me in my wedding speech. I meant it literally. To be fair, every morning since I lost her has started badly, still does, but weekdays and even Saturdays are busy generally, places to go, people to see. Sundays spent at home alone stretch endlessly in front of me. Even if I've arranged to go out and meet somebody for lunch, Pat, for instance, is when I get at my lowest. Automatically, 
First thing in the morning, my arm still reaches across to the uncrumpled, colder, empty side, and it's the smell of her I notice that is missing. Even first thing in the morning, Linda always managed to smell gorgeous. I think it was the cream she used. Unlike me, she didn't like showers. She loved a nice, deep, old-fashioned bath. I even took our fancy spa bath one that was in here when we bought this place to install a normal bathtub. Every night at about 10pm, she'd lie in it for three quarters of an hour or so while I watched TV next door in the bedroom. Once we had a laugh when the dress designer, Vivian Westwood, admitted to the papers that she doesn't shower either and only has bath in her husband's water. Linda Love reminded me that when the country was hit by the serious drought in the summer of 1976, people were actually being advised to save water, bath with a friend. Yet the only time...